Good morning, Rabbi Say. Welcome back. Coming to you live from the Summerton Community Excuse me, of Summerton, Philadelphia. Beautiful, lovely Thursday morning over here. And that's right, as always, it's 9.15 sharp. And we are in Derech Hashem over here, beginning of Perik Zayin, in Chelek Dalet, the fourth and final section, the seventh and next to final Perik of the Sefer. And we're in Simon Bays. We began this as about Avoida Hasmanius, and Perik Zayin continues directly from Perik Vav. Perik Vav was all about what we're, our responsibilities are to the world in on a, on, a, on a daily level, our daily basis, the standard daily routine, what we're doing, and specifically in terms of davening. And now Perik Zayin is taking us into seasonal Avoida, things that are not done on a daily basis, but are done on a semi-occasional basis, what's going on on those special days, on those unique days, and what is our avoida, what's our responsibility, what's the theme of that day, and therefore what is it that we have to be aware of, be focused on, and, and uh, through that focus and awareness, what are we bringing down to the universe. So we're up to Bayes. So he is an, an Aleph, a whole, whole list of the seasonal um, times that we're going to be going through, these, the unique days on the calendar, he mentioned as the first one on the list was Shabbos, which comes every seven days. And let's get started. Let's let's uh, roll up our sleeves and get into Shabbos Kodesh over here. There's a number of paragraphs de- developing and detailing Shabbos. So let's get started. In Hashabbos Bichlalaihu, the 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 concept of Shabbos and the significance of Shabbos on a general level is as follows. What's going on with Shabbos? And again, remember, this is not just informative. This is instructive. This is instructional over here. All, all, all that the Ramchal is sharing with us is meant for us to be taking into our Avaidah. And, and, and the same way everything that he told us about Shachris and Tzitzis and Tzvillin should be taken into when we put on Tzitzis, when, when we don Tzvillin. And when we are davening, look at the Zimra, we should be aware of what we're doing and that we're doing it much better. We're doing it in a much more energized way, in a much more effective way. So everything in the coming parak as well is meant to be actualized and applied and to effectuate our, our Shmir Shabbos much more, make our Shmir Shabbos much more, much more uh, relevant and much more effective at what Shabbos is supposed to do. So, here we go. What's Shabbos all about? We've already explained the starting point of Eilam Haza is mundane and not holy. Wow, that ties in what we had in Pesachim this morning. Mm-hmm. The whole discussion in Pesachim this morning is about Chol and Kodesh, right? Mundane uh, Karbanas and consecrated Karbanas. Mundane money and, 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 and consecrated money. That's Mamish where we're holding here in the Ramchal. Look at that. That's, if that's not a kiss from Shemaim, I don't know what it is. That is a big, a big, a big kiss from Shemaim right there. So, um, says the Ramchal. The starting point of this world is things begin as mundane, chol, chol, and not holy. That's a very profound statement. Let's just unlock that statement in of itself. What he's saying is the default, the default position of anything that Hashem makes is counterintuitively mundane and not holy. Um... Devoid and empty of kedusha, as opposed to brimming to the rim with kedusha. That's the default position. That's counterintuitive because you would think, um, 
You know, we say ayotzim and atar atar like begets like something that that creates creates similar to itself. So Hashem creates the world. And Hashem is kadosh, kadosh, kadosh. Hashem is the holy, exalted above all holiness. But Hashem creates anything Hashem touches should be holy, right? It should be the King Midas touch over there. The Hashem is kolkulei kadosh. Everything He creates should be holy, and it 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 should be. We would have thought it's impossible, impossible for Hashem to create something that's not holy. So we would have thought. So we thought, you know, I know some people like that, that they have this conviction that it's impossible for them to create something that's not holy, right? So we would have thought that the, by the Rebbeinah Shalaitim, he is the, the, the epitome of holiness. How can you create something that's not holy? And yet, Amchal <coughs> saying that the, the default position, the status right, quo yeah. of whatever Hashem creates is, is mundane and not holy. Um, how could that be? And what does that mean? So this is the deep idea of the day over here. Um, The very act of creation makes something mundane. Is what is the very act of creation is 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 allowing for existence outside of Hashem. Outside of Hashem. And the default position is Hashem is holy, and therefore anything that's Hashem is holy. And <clears throat> if you're gonna entertain that there could be something not Hashem outside of Hashem, that automatically is not gonna be holy. As we saw all the way in the beginning of the Sefer, the basic definitions of what, what the whole Sefer is built on are the basic definitions of what Hashem is, what the Rebbein Shalalim is. And Hashem cannot have partners, does not have partners. Hashem cannot be um, dependent on anything else. Hashem cannot be incomplete, cannot be imperfect. Hashem is the one entity that cannot be imperfect, cannot be incomplete, cannot be partnered with anyone. <clears throat> And this is synonymous with, with, with holiness, with Kedusha. Hashem and Kedusha do go hand in hand, as we said. But taking that further, if there's going to be something outside of Hashem, it can't be Hashem. It cannot be Hashem, because uh, there can only be one Hashem. And there's going to be some way of achieving the impossible, which is something outside of Hashem's existence, by definition, that's automatically not Hashem, and it can't be Hashem. It has to be as far away from Hashem as possible, because now it is in existence, and it, it is going to automatically be mundane. And that's why, again, so the notion of something being being in existence, outside the Rebbeinah Shalalim, goes hand in hand with the concept of mundanity. And it's, we could really flip that around. The definition of mundane really can be something that's not Hashem. That is the definition of mundane, the definition of something ordinary, the definition of something that that is not holy is the same thing as is synonymous with not Hashem. Not Hashem, that is the same thing as chulin. That's why we use the term chulin. Chulin, chayl, means mundane, ordinary, plain Jane, and it is related to the word halal. Halal means empty space, means a void. Void. What is that? That means a place where Hashem is not. Halal. Halal means what's so funny? Not halal. I'm not. It's not halal as you would say it in Russian. No, halal. What's so funny with the word halal? Muslims. Halal. Yeah, I'm saying that's not halal. Not halal. A Russian Muslim would say would say halal. Um, so this is a different word though. It's a different word. See, he's like, there you go. That's cool. It's connected without without Hashem. Void, missing. Yes, yes. Empty. Yes. See, there you go. That's, that's, that's certainly not coincidental. Correct, 100%. 100%. But uh, 
when we use the term in Lashon HaKadosh, Halal, is not limited to, uh, to the eating habits of the, the Muslims. It's not limited to that. It certainly, certainly includes that. But it's, it, Halal means empty space. <coughs> it means, means uh, a void. means um, exactly that. An empty space, and that is the aside of 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 uh, the notion of there being an existence outside of Hashem. That's a halal, empty space, a place where Hashem is not. There's Hashem, and there's the halal outside of Hashem. We use the term also a halal. A halal is a kind who's been stripped of his holiness, right? That's a halal. Again, it's, that's that's uh, you find the term mundane over there. But that that's again that's a, a specialized. I don't I don't want to start. I'm not starting with that because <clears throat> that's a specialized application. The same way we, when we talk about money being chulin, like we had this morning in Psachim, an animal being chulin, being mundane, the chunk in the middle of the corn pesach that's left for me, the money that becomes chulin. That's a specialized application of the term. The basic meaning of the term is 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 a halal, a halal, a a, a a a space, just empty space, empty of what? Empty of the Rebbeinah Empty of the Rebbeinah That's what a, a, a halal is. By choice? By Hashem's choice, yes. Why would he choose not to be someone? Oh, that is the question of, 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 of reality. That's the question of reality. Why do we have chosen that? We don't know. We don't know. But the only way, but we know he had an objective to create a universe in which there could be people with free will who could start off at a great distance and through their own efforts rejoin and reunite with God and bask in the rewards of their efforts for eternity. That was God's objective, and that's why he made empty space outside of him in order to facilitate that, because without the halal, without a place where there's a, a lack of God, you can't pull any of this off. So that, that's why he did it. Why he even wanted to do that, That's again, that's the great history of of the universe of creation, right? We've talked about this. Well, why, why did God, what prompted God to do that? We're here. We've, this is not the first time it's come up, right, Stan? I was not present for that conversation. Well, so let's have it again. We can never have this too many times. Why did God make the universe? The answer is we don't know. What's his objective in making the universe that we do know? Why did he have that objective? Why did he need to have that objective? We don't know. And we're never going to know beyond our comprehension, beyond our understanding. Don't try to think about it. You're going to go nuts. You can go even more nuts. I, I knew you were right. that one. Okay. Anyway, okay, Shlomo, you hear Shlomo? Don't even think about it, okay? Don't even think about it. You see Sh- my question? Would, would you have made it? Shlomo wants to know if I would, would I have made the universe. <coughs> let's, not, let's not go there. Let's not answer that one, okay? <laughs> let's not go there. Let's not go there. Um, yeah. It's a good thing the question was not put to me, right? So put, put it that way. Yeah. Um, okay, so this is a big, this is the deep thought of the day over here, okay? The deep thought of the moment is that the world in its natural state is chayl, is chulin, because it's a halal, because it is empty of God, and the starting state, the ground state, the default mode of a halal is that that's what chulin is. It's devoid of God. Okay, so that's that's the foundation upon which we're going to build a lot. Let's see. Amnam, <laughs> Hutzuch by Gamkein, Shemitzat Acher Yinosen Kitas Kiddush Lebruyim. 
there has to be, though, if the world is going to work, you have to have a balancing of two poles over here. Yes, you have to have a world that starts off empty, devoid of God, and by definition, therefore, mundane. But it has to be given the ability to what? To have the holiness there. That's right, to contain the holiness. To bring the holiness into that mundanity. To allow the empty space not to remain empty, not to be devoid as an end result in of itself and an end goal in of itself, but that the emptiness should be there to provide a structure and a housing for holiness. The emptiness should be capitalized upon that we can bring holiness into the emptiness, that we can bring godliness into the mundanity, that we can bring Kedusha into the Chayl, that we can bring Ayesh into the Ayin, we can bring the the um, the iris into that chalal, the, the illumination of God Himself, she brought in. So, so we have to have we have to have the ability in this world for again the other extreme, which is now that there's a chalal, now that there's chulin, now that there's a realm which on its own is mundane. It's a container, but I have to allow that container to be a container that can contain. And that's what we want. Not a container that remains empty, but a container that can contain, and specifically contain Kedusha. Um, uh, we need this, uh, this, this to be um, implanted in the universe. Uh, in two, so the Ramchal is really speaking at two levels, very subtly over here. We need the ability for this, for this world as a halal, <clears throat> as that empty space, that empty void, to contain godliness. But we also need to constantly sort of being, to constantly uh, nudge and 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 and, and um, <clears throat> direct ever so slightly the universe that it should be slightly inclined towards receiving kedusha. There are two levels that Ramchal is saying over here, really, in, in that in that one sentence. <clears throat> there has to be the raw ability, the potential within. The container of the world to contain kedusha, and we want the world to have a slight, you know, advantage in that area. To slightly be inclined that way, to slightly be nudged, pushed, and directed that way, because if not, then we're we're in serious trouble. the The idea here is quite clear. Being that the ground state of this world, the default state of this world, is to be devoid of God, it, that's so locked in, that's so so uh, much tied in with the 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 bottom line identity of anything outside God that, that the world would plummet away from God. It would totally plummet and plunge and it would become very quickly uh, beyond hope. Um, being that that's the grand state of this world, it, was, it would just like plunge its way down through uh, all existences, all levels of reality. Be like this black hole, being that it's so um, powerfully tied into its identity, it would just suck everything into that mundanity. Mamish like a black hole. Nothing would be able to escape, being that that is the grand state of this world. So we also need to have a constant infusion in this world, a constant slight push in this world that gives it the ability to, 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 to uh, not be stuck in that grand state, to not become that black hole that's going to suck all reality in, but uh, allow it to be a container to contain godliness. So we need to have a, a, the potential has to be there, and B, we have to keep sort of reminding the world of its potential, reinvigorating the world with that potential on a constant basis. 
Vini Shira Chochmel Yoinez calls a betachlas a diktuk. Hakadosh Baruch Hu has has uh, figured this out, has has established this rather, has 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 worked this into the world in a very extreme, precise, um, calculated way. He's talking about this balance about how the world's grand state is abject chulin is as far away from God as possible, but it needs to have that ability to be a container for godliness and how you have to have that constant reinfusion. So that balance is being done is done in a very precise way. To what degree is the world's bottom line basic identity as chol, as chulin? And to what degree do we have to have that, that you know, keep things ticking over there to keep the ability of the world, the identity of the world, uh, directed towards Kedusha. What he means is it has to be done with a very delicate balance because if, if you don't do it enough, again, then the world becomes a black hole and slurps, slurps everything in its path into it. But if you do it too much, then we take away um, the whole purpose of this world, which is free will, which is the ability us, for us to make our own choices. So you can't do it too much either. Baruch structure and establish everything in the world in a perfect, systemized way, uh, quality and quantity-wise, in terms of place and in terms of time, what's going to be where and where's going to be how, and how we're going to put the whole system together in such a way that we have that delicate, delicate balance that has to be achieved. And all the, the, the ways that this plays out in terms of the specifics in the Bria. In other words, everything that's in the Bria... Um, all the set pieces here in creation are there to also to work towards this goal of having that balance. So you have to have <clears throat> elements in this bria that are there to provide with the chol, with the chulin, with the chalal, the the grand side of the bria which is veering away from Hashem, which is just to be that that uh, colossal hole of of, of uh, just you know um, emptiness that will suck everything into the emptiness. And you have to have elements in this bria that are fakir that are there to reinfuse with the godliness. Fulam bebechinas hazman. When it comes to the world in a level of time, the aspect of time, the functioning of time, timing of the world. Sidra inin hayomim shalchol v'shal kodesh. We find this this concept of that balance playing itself out in the realm of time. In other words, in, the, in terms of the calendar, and specifically the days of the week. We have days of the week that are chol and days of the week that are kodesh. Days of the week that are the container, the kli, the mundane, and days of the week. That are the elevator, the holy. We may And when it comes to days of the, the the days that are holy, the holy days, the holy days, you find different levels of the holy days. Some with higher level of holiness, and some with lower levels of holiness. But the Ramchal is saying another very very deep idea over here. Any day on the calendar, any day on the week, that's a holy day, a holy day, which. You know, uh, in the secular world, it's a holiday, right? A ho- not a holiday, a holiday, really, a holy day, right? The eye is just a, is a, is a, is a, um, is, a uh, is a Y that was changed to an eye to contract, to make a contraction there. But all holy days, any day on the calendar, it's a special day, a unique day, like the two days of Rishchesh that we just had, back to back, like Shabbos, which is coming up tomorrow night, like Purim, which is around the corner, like Pesach, which is, around the, the, the corner that's after that corner, all these special days are, are, are to provide those infusions of holiness to give the world that, on a basic level, they're all there to provide the world with that, 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 that little nudge, that little uh, spin to keep things going in the right direction, to keep that balance, that the world uh, is here 
to be a container, is not here to slurp itself into abandon. Um, and every day on the calendar uh, uh, has that in common on a very basic level, is there to provide the world with th- that, that, re- that, not just the reminder, but the reinfusion, the reinvigoration of that the world's basic identity should be one of chayl that's there to be kodesh, a halal that's there to be nismale, molichal art kavoide, a the mundane that's there to become consecrated. Vine sidra shereve yami yechol. The Rebbeinu established that most of the days on the calendar, most of the days of the year, are going to be days of the mundane, days that don't have special holiness. The holy days are, are a select few according to within the system that Hashem has deigned and designed. Why are, the Ramchal is making an interesting observation that the overwhelming majority of days on the calendar are are Yemois HaChoyl, are regular weekdays, not holy days. The holy days are a handful of them, you know, um, but but the vast majority of days are regular days, and that is because this world, the starting point of this world is a mundane world. The starting point of this world is, is removed from God, so most of the days on the calendar have to be a reflection of that, that this is the world that we're in, yet we want this world to have the potential to contain God, to bring God into this world, and that's the sprinkling of holy days that we have over the course of the year, are there to give that world the potential and to, to keep that um, reinfused and reinvigorated in the world. Hashem furthermore created a cycle. There's a cycle, and this is the idea, the famous idea of the cyclical calendar of the Ramchal, the spiral calendar of the Ramchal. Here's where he speaks it out. The famous idea that's always said in the name of the Ramchal. The Rebbeinu set up the calendar in such a way that there's a cycle. We cycle around the same periods of time. But every year we go through the same series. The first starting point of that cycle is Hashiva Yamim, the seven days of the week, is the first step in that cycling. And that, what that looks like is like this. Why is six days the very first cycle that we have in terms of the mundane being infused with Kedusha, mundane and holiness, mundane and potential, mundane and, the, the, and, 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 and man's hope? Why is it six? Why, why, why is that the, the, the correct number to have six days and then the seventh? Kivin shakulai hudzrech liyais kola Because six days is the basic number which, within which we, we, we receive a world, in which the world itself is created. The yoizim is lo The six days was the right number, the basic number of creation, the basic number of bringing this world into existence. No more, no less. Six days is the amount of time which we have in the entirety of the universe, the entirety of, of the art, the world, and everything that's in the world comes into creation in six days. Okay, so that's why six is the number of days of the week. Um, when we're talking about having a cycle, um, we have a world, and we have the starting point of that world, which is mundane, and then we have to infuse it with with we remind it, infuse it, and redirect it towards the holiness, the 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 the, the, the objective, of what the world is here about. So the, the starting point of the cycle is going to be a reflection of the original cycle of what created the world. <clears throat> we have a a a a um, cycle of chul chulin chulin and hekdish chayl and kodesh. 
mundane and holiness, mundane and holiness, mundane and holiness. The mundane represents this world. The holiness represents this world's hope. So the, the cycle is go- of, of, of this world, the mundanity of this world, is going to be built upon the, the existence of this world, the, bare, the basic existence of this world, um, what, 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 all, what this world is all about from A to Z. And that is a six-day, mm-hmm. that creates a six-day cycle because it's, in six days we have the entirety of this world, which we're cycling through. Again, just the basic existence of this world. This world is as it exists outside of God, which took six days to do, which it shows up over the course of six days. Um, yeah. <laughs> You This number of six plus seven, the six days of the week plus the seventh day of Shabbos, <coughs> the six days of Chol and the seventh day of Kodesh, we repeat and repeat and repeat for how many years? For six thousand years. So for six thousand years, we're going to have this cycle of a, a mundane world outside of God and then God coming back. A mundane world outside of God and God coming back. So you see the number six again show up on a grander scale, a much uh, larger scale in six thousand years, this world will last for the world of the mundane, cycling through the mundane, and we know that after that is going to be a seventh set of a thousand years. Seven, the seventh thousand years will be a, a thousand years of Shabbos, a thousand years of rest. Ramchal speaks out this this idea. I, Jump the gun a little bit here. He says, The entire world will last for 6,000 years of overall mundanity with that mini cycle of six days of the week and Shabbos, six days of the week and Shabbos. But overall, this is a mundane world. It's going to last for 6,000 years and then 1,000 years of rest. 1,000 years of rest. So you see the cycle shows up on a much larger, grander scale here that uh, uh, the six plus the seven is going to give us a world of mundanity that's for, that lasts for six thousand years, and then another thousand years, and the seven thousand years. That's 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 the the menucha, That's the rest. That's Shabbos Kodesh. After the year seven thousand, then we begin the the approach towards Olam Haba. Then we have the world to come. Okay, we're done with this world of the Chol, this world of the mundane. This world of the halal, then we begin a whole new existence where it's not a halal anymore, where it's an existence that's really surrounding Hakadosh Baruch Hu's existence. Hashem sets everything up that the end of the cycle we always slide into home base in a state of kedusha, of elevation, of consecration, of holiness. That's where we end. Where we are given six days to to drift, six days to to become containers that can just be containers devoid of Kedusha, six days to become Chulin, six days to become a Chalal, and then the seventh again, Hashem redirects, pushes the world back in the right direction, that's why we end with Kodesh, because we have to remind the world, reinvigorate the world, reinfuse the world where it's supposed to be. The Nimitz says that, This idea that the six days lead up always to Shabbos, the six days of the week of Chol, of Chulin, always lead up to that consecration, elevation, spills over to the six days and makes the six days six days of preparation for Shabbos, of getting ready for Shabbos. They could be th- seen and perceived as six days where we drift and we get lost, which does happen, or they could be see- perceived as six days of getting ready, building up to Shabbos, and that's why every day in the we say, Ayom Yom Rishon L'Shabbos, Ayom Shani L'Shabbos, Ayom Shishi L'Shabbos, always counting up towards Shabbos, because that's the way it's really supposed to be, that way the, the world is becoming more and more polished every day. I'm allowing the world to be, become more and more a container for that godliness, and the godliness only comes in on Shabbos, 
It's not coming in Sunday through Friday, but I'm able to make the world ready to receive Shabbos. And that is a, an elevation away of, 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 um, of uh, getting the world in, in the right alignment, even in the six days of creation. So that's a very amazing idea as well. It's true that Shabbos is there to redirect the world, to make sure the world doesn't drift out of control, but I don't have to let it be a b'di'evit every week. That's the, the second deep idea of the day that the Ramchal is saying over here. I don't have to let it be a b'di'evit that every week we get further and further and further and further and further from Hashem. Oh, Baruch Hashem, now it's Shabbos, Kodesh again, let's go to the mikvah, let's have gefilte fish, let's have shalons, let's have a good nap. Shabbos Hayyam Hashem, Hashem reconnected um, with the world, the world reconnected with God, and the next, as soon as Shabbos over, Mike to Shabbos, you know, what, what do we do back in the day when Shabbos is another thing? Now, now the world's changed a little bit. Back in the day, Maita Shabbos, what do you do, Maita Shabbos, as soon as Shabbos is over? You go to Blockbuster and you rent the video. Remember those days? Yep. That's right. The stand remembers those days. So now they don't have Blockbuster anymore, I don't believe. Netflix. Now there's Netflix, that's right. Shabbos is over. What's on Netflix tonight? Don't watch it. Don't watch it. The price is right. By the way, it's on CBS. <laughs> Opened up a can of worms. Yeah, don't, yeah, he's already the guy. He's 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 losing. He's losing. Don't worry. It's nothing exciting to see. The guy's making deal about prices, right? The guy is losing. Um, anyway, anyway, so it doesn't have to be that. But the evidence, Shabbos is over, and then we return to the world of mundanity. We get we get lost again. Fakir, we can make it Yamishan la Shabbos, Yamshini la Shabbos, Yamshlishi la Shabbos. We can build up towards Shabbos. And elevate all the week days of week as they greet Shabbos. But again, it's not that the the Kudush Shabbos is never there during the week. But I'm getting the world more and more and more of a container, making the world more and more of a kli to accept Shabbos Kodesh during the week. Yeah, but there there wouldn't be well, there'd be Shabbos, but there wouldn't be something holy if there wasn't the mundane. Exactly, exactly, exactly. That's the point. That's exactly the point. Very good, very good. You hit it on the head. I'm never making them holy, but I'm making them much more receptive. I I have six days to get the world ready to accept Shabbos. That's 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 the idea. Um, and so that elevates this world. Doesn't make it Shabbos, but it makes it Shabbos dick. The whole world has become a container just to get Shabbos. Even though most of the days of the week are mundane and only one out of the seven is holy, nevertheless, I can make all the days being geared and building up towards that Shabbos. That's really part of the whole development of this world, as we've said earlier in the Sefer. That the whole world is there to get ready for Shabbos Kodesh, for the great Shabbos. Uh, um, um, the the the, 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 the great Shabbos of the world to come. On the other hand, since Shabbos comes at the end of the week, and it seals off the week, it caps the week, the entire cycle is now, even if I, now he's saying the other half, the other side, if I did indeed spin out of control, the world did drift and deviate, the, the fact that we end with Shabbos is a tikkun, rectifies things and fixes things up at the end of the week, that really, you know, Shabbos will get us back on track, will we'll, we'll, we'll steer us back in the right direction. Turns out that, that the days of my life, all my mundane days, really are fixed, elevated, and repaired by the Shabbos that we have at the end of the week. So the first point in understanding Shabbos is this is a gewaltic gift, an amazing gift that Hashem has given. Hashem wants us to be a holy nation. Hashem did not give Shabbos to the other nations. 
this, uh, uh, this, this great gift of Shabbos Kodesh, which elevates the whole week for us and makes our whole week, it gives us two different uh, approaches. The Lichatchila, which we can have our whole week geared towards Shabbos. All of our days can be containers for Shabbos. We can make the whole week just there to receive Shabbos. And even if we mess things up, Shabbos will ex post facto repair the week, fix the week up for us. That's something for Klai Yisrael, who has the center stage, who are the ones that bring the world to this des- to its destiny and bring ourselves to the Mabba and not given to the Gaim. The Gaim do not have this this Shabbos, which is that point of elevation, once a week, every seven days, to keep their lives in check, to keep their lives aligned with eternity and godliness because that's not the role that they serve in this world. That wraps up Bayes. Okay, there's quite a lot to digest over here. In the Mishra Shem, tomorrow we will continue with Gimel. Thank you all for joining.